0: We're recording. It's episode 5 of For the Record podcast. I'm here with Dylan Waterman, just released his debut EP, uh Kid Capricorn. You want to introduce yourself, Dylan? Hello everyone. <laughs> I'm Dylan
1: Waterman. Like you said, just released my debut EP, Kid Capricorn.
0: And um all right. Let me let's start with questions. All right. So what would you say was your main inspiration when you were writing this or did you so wait so did you write and like produce everything for this or did you have like it mixed and mastered and all that kind of stuff
1: i did a couple of the tracks in my house and then i brought them to a studio in wilmington called king creative and it was a mix of doing some production at king creative and all the all the mastering and mixing was done there but some production was done at my house. Okay. Welcome Home, Virginia was done entirely at in a bathroom at Fairleigh Dickinson. That's crazy. So, yeah. Uh, but mostly, it just not mostly, but a mix between my house and King Creative.
0: Okay. All right. So we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast. So you went to Fairleigh Dickinson for a semester for musical theater. Right. Um, so what really... Made you think like school is not for me. I should pursue music. Like what drove you to that point?
1: I knew before I went to school that I didn't want to go to school, mm-hmm. but I figured I would try it out for the sake of just trying out because right. you don't know. Um, yeah, and but, for the security too. But, right. And partway through, I realized that there was definitely more that I wanted to do in the real world, and I felt very safe at school, and I've never been a fan of safe, so I wanted to. I wanted to. Fail firsthand and not read about failing. I wanted to go out and maybe you know not book anything for the first six months, which I didn't. Um, but I learned so much in those six months, and after a year, I'm finally where I wanted to be. So, uh, part to answer your question, I'd say I knew before I went to school that I didn't want to go to school anymore.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a cool though. I mean, like that's really like brave, honestly, because a lot of people will say that they want to do that, but right. then won't actually go through with it. So, I mean like kudos to you for actually following your dreams um so for this EP what would you say were the artists that influenced you the most or any anyone that you drew inspiration from basically there's
1: a lot because since I don't belong to a label I knew that I wanted to let out as much creative juices as possible (laughs) and uh, I didn't have to pick any genre so each song is inspired by so song like Uh, How Do You Know is inspired by D'Angelo. But a song like Welcome Home Virginia is inspired by Bon So basically any artist you can think of was going through my mind when I was making this. uh, Lydia, it, it is a pop song now, but originally it was a very, like, John Mayer... EP ballad type thing, Mm -hmm. and I was listening to Charlie Puth in the car one day, and I was like, "That's the kind of song that I want to make." So yeah, so I went to the studio and we just made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So definitely a whole bunch of artists uh, went into the process. I
0: was gonna say because just in listening to it all the way through, you can really tell the the difference of influences that are all mixed in there. Like it it sounds like a collective piece, but there is a lot of sonic difference between each song and i I love that about it that's what's really cool about it so how long did this project take you from start to finish like from the very first concept to all the way to the mastering process i wrote
1: taking my time right right when i left school in january okay after that i didn't write for a bit because i was oh
0: my watch is going off sorry guys okay i don't understand
1: either um (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I I wrote Taking My Time right when I left school in January. I didn't write after that because I was still uh, auditioning in New York and okay. I was uh, in cover bands and whatnot. Uh, and then about like in August I started writing again and that's when I went to the studio. So I'd say in total, if you add January, it was about a year, but excluding when Taking My Time it's about four and a half months.
0: Okay. That's really not that long, honestly, to complete a project. My dad is talking to me in the background. <laughs> um, okay, so what would you say was your favorite song to write and record, either the same song or two different songs?
1: My favorite song to write was—it's—it's it's a tough one. Uh, the most rewarding song to write was March nineteen sixty one, but my favorite song to write was Welcome Home, Virginia. Okay, I it it just. I was in a bathroom when I wrote it, and just the entire aura of this very beige bathroom, and <laughs> I knew I needed a song at the end of the, the the EP that worked a little bit better than the one that I had. So I, it's a tie between those two. And you asked me which one was my favorite to
0: record. record?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, how do you know? Definitely. How do you know?
0: Did you do all of the instrumentals, or did you bring people in to do the instruments?
1: It is. I have a pr- my producer. His name is. Ismail Abdul Salam, uh, we call him Ish. He played bass and guitar on some of the tracks. And I played okay. bass and guitar on some of the tracks. I did all the keyboard parts. Right, but it's just a mix between him and I on it.
0: Okay, cool. And then just kind of like Logic right. tracks, yes. all that logic. kind of in between. Yeah. Um, so f- going into this actually works perfectly. This is my next question. Um, March nineteen sixty one is definitely my favorite song on the EP, and I just want to know where, what is the story behind this? What, what, <laughs> like, where did this come from, this concept of March 1961 sitting in a diner? It
1: It plays, I, I, I can't explain March 1961 without explaining, uh, do you mind if I go into the entire EP as go a Go for
0: it, go for it. The,
1: I knew I wanted a concept EP, I didn't want to just make individual songs because that bores me, and the audience probably wouldn't tell that it's a concept EP without me saying something. Um... But in my head, it was easier for me to write songs if I knew that there was some sort of arc. Um, so we do follow this demise of our relationship from the talking stage to after the breakup. And March 1961 comes at this stage, and I, I could relate to it as an artist, I think a lot of musicians can, this feeling of having a good thing in your life, but feeling like you need to do more with your career. Whether that be putting your family aside or your girlfriend or your boyfriend aside, to find yourself so we follow this untrustworthy narrator who justifies his immaturity and his ignorance in the name of trying to better himself in his career so that's Mm -hmm. where march 1960 came 1961 came from was this guy who feels like his career is more important than the people that he has in his life that's basically the layman's of the song
0: Okay. So so March and the year is completely arbitrary, yeah, it's or is just, that linked it is, to something? It, yeah, it's
1: it's just a mindset that someone's in, March mm-hmm. 1961, this mindset of, oh, I need to do better in my career and forget the people that helped me get there.
0: Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That, I mean, because I was like, I was like looking stuff up. I was like, is that like a historical event? Like, yeah. did something happen that's during that That's what everyone that thinks, time? yeah. Like, that, that it's linked to, but no, that's cool. Like, I like that it's very personalized, and it's just kind of... It's a story. It's just a story, you know? Um, It's kind of like, if you've ever listened to um, The Wonder Years, and then the lead singer has his own side project called Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties, but the whole side project, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties, it's a Mm made-up character. It's just, it's a storyline that he, is like a concept. So I I, I like that you kind of followed the same suit. Um, Okay, well, we kind of already talked about... um, what led you to leave school and kind of start your career? You kind of already talked about that. Um, do you have anything that you're working on currently? Or you're just kind of still, you know, riding I, the wave of releasing this project?
1: I have... There were... I have a whole slew of songs that are com- unreleased. Obviously, only six songs are out. The This EP is the first right. thing I've done. Um, but I'm happily and confidently in a position where I'm open to anything. I've not... I'm not trying to cut any corners or trying right. to book any venues that are bigger than I can do or get into the studio anytime soon. I will say, though, I'm good friends with uh, both of the members and lowercase people who are a local group. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Shout out. Yeah, Noah, <laughs> Noah Saunders and I have been talking about uh, working together because cool. we, we're on the same wavelength, I think, mentally in our music tastes. Um, so that's something that.
0: Would you consider playing at Rowan? Because I was gonna ask about that. Because um, I mean, I know lowercase people plays right. a lot of like Rowan on I the will shows. play. I will
1: play anywhere. Cool, I will play Cool. Anywhere.
0: I mean, I definitely. Um, I mean, that would be awesome to see you at just sh- see you at a show at Rowan. Like, I feel like that would. I feel like that's your like group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the type of people you want. Yeah, I love like, playing, and my by. my band
1: members all go to Rowan too, so I think they'd enjoy it too.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that kind of goes into, I, I uh, wrote down, um, who would you say is your target audience? Like, are you going for a younger audience, or are you going for...
1: Well, based on my Instagram analytics, <laughs> my target audience are females from the ages of 18 to 22. So, there we go. that's my, That's my target audience.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, it kind of makes sense.
1: <laughs> but that's but, uh, to, to elaborate, or to, I guess, go more into that... Um, I it, it, I'm in i I'm in a weird situation because the music I listen to, the audience I'm in isn't the audience that I'm playing for, which is right. tough. Which is tough for me to kind of uh, accept because right. I listen to jazz and those are the people that I want to be playing for. But jazz people don't listen to songs like Lydia, so I kind of have to you know t- I have to kind of look put myself together in public and look nice and make myself presentable. Right. I was like ugh, but. I, I, I'm learning, I'm learning yeah. all this audience stuff. Because, I
0: mean, I guess it goes kind of hand-in-hand with... I mean, I know it's not all about the money, but you want to make some kind of profit. You want to see some kind yeah. of return on investment exactly. here. You know, you're putting all this time and money and effort into these songs and writing them, and so you want to kind of see that come back to you yes. kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's what it's all about. It's not all about selling yourself, but... Somewhat. Yeah, you, you have to. Un- you have to un- you under- gotta make yourself. You, ha- you have to
1: understand what the business is. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um. So, um. Okay. Are there any shows that you've booked that you want to promote on here that you want to tell people about, or any shows that you've played recently? That you just want to talk about and how they went kind of thing
1: uh the only show that i have booked is tomorrow and it's sold out <laughs> within a day and a half so oh, i can't okay. really promote anything <laughs> yeah i was gonna um, say that i mean i'm not and gonna, gonna release been, yeah, this and until Yeah, it's gonna be released till forever um but i mean i i played a show at my studio which went really 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 well so I'll was that, that your
0: album release show
1: i it was the official album release i had a house party show okay uh, which well, which was the technical release, but, uh...
0: Right.
1: And that was really fun. Lowercase People played there, too. And Afton, they played, and Kyle Okay, Jacobus. yeah,
0: I'm, I'm familiar with all of them, because yeah, they're um, all, like, Rowan people.
1: Uh, but no, that was a fun show, and then I played my uh, uh my studio show mm-hmm. the week after that, and then now I have this show a week after all that um, uh, tomorrow, which will be a cool show at the winery, cool. I hope.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, sold-out show. That should be... And I feel like the winery is, um the right, the Auburn road winery for people listening who are not aware. Um, I feel like that's a really good, like vibe for your sound. Like, I feel like that's going to match your sound like really well. So I should be good. I wish you, I wish you luck. Um, all right. So my next question, we're getting towards the end here. Let me see how long this is. okay. Because I only want this to be like 15, 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be super long. Um, so if you could collaborate with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be and why?
1: Oh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I would collaborate with Can I answer uh I'll i it No,
0: you could do it as I'll long as I'll keep it true or... to one.
1: You know what you know what I'll say? I will say and truthfully I will say I would collaborate with Nova Saunders. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. And uh, and I will say that because I
0: hope he listens to yes, this podcast. This is, this, <laughs> Tell him to listen to yes, the
1: podcast. This is this is a prime example. I think this is a good life lesson. Just because you can have something doesn't mean you need it. So yeah. of course there are producers like Jay Dilla who passed away, um, and there are people like Charlie Puth and John Mayer who's my idol. But I I I would feel more comfortable and more at home working with Noah because I know him and I are on the same wavelength. We've grown up in South Jersey together. Mm-hmm. And I think us working together would make sense rather than me trying to oversell myself and get myself with someone that I don't necessarily need.
0: I think that's a great answer, honestly. Would and do you guys have anything planned to collaborate in the future? Or are you just Just
1: just, just, just going in the studio one day and just messing around? Yeah. That's all we have planned. I
0: would yeah, I mean that would be great. I would love to see something come out of that, honestly. That would be really cool. Um, all right. This is my last like <laughs> real question. I just threw this in there for fun i don't know if you even uh have a stance on this but team edward or team jacob
1: uh team jacob
0: <laughs> do you do you want to back that up for the for the audience
1: i'll say that because he is more relatable <laughs> as someone that is brown myself for the viewers at home <laughs> i am half black jacob isn't half black but he's brown and i can it's look Native at him American. yeah i can sure. I, I can look at him and say oh hey that looks like me
0: okay yeah all right Fair, fair point. I, representation is very important. Exactly. So on that note, um, I think that really concludes what everything I wanted to ask. Um, if there's anything else you want to say or talk about, um, if you want to plug yourself, drop all your plugs, yeah, sure. all your social media.
1: You can follow me on any social media site at Mr. Dylan Waterman, and you can find Kid Capricorn on any streaming platform. And support local artists. Yeah. That's awesome. Support local music.
0: All right. That's it for episode five, guys. Thank you, Dylan, so much for Thank coming you. here Thank you for having me. and being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm interested and excited to see more from you. Thank you very so, much. So, all right. That wraps it up.